Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. You're listening to the Visibly Fit Podcast. Hey, I'm your host, Wendy Pett. And every week, I'll give you holistic, practical solutions for everyday issues related to nutrition, healing, functional fitness, and behavior modifications. As a naturopath, fitness expert, and wellness coach for over 20 years, my goal is to empower you to reach for greater health and to rise up to your next level of living in mind, body, and spirit. You were created with greatness in mind. It's time to own it. Are you with me? Then let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Visibly Fit Podcast. I'm your host, Wendy Pett. And this podcast is part of the Spark Media Network, and it can be heard on the Edify app. So check it out there as well. But I am so thrilled that you're with us here today to listen in because I have a very special guest with me today. I'm super excited because, you know, our feet, <laughs> our movement all begins with our the foundation of which movement begins. And that's our feet. They are a foundation. And if they're not solid and if they're not healthy and, and well, you're going to have a limitation within your movement. And I have the perfect person to talk about optimizing movement through the power of uh, the human foot. And her name is Dr. Emily Spleichel. She's a podiatrist and human movement specialist. She is the mind behind Naboso, which we'll talk about. And with a spirit of challenge, uh, with a spirit to challenge conformity, Dr. Spleichel has taken her conventional podiatric medical degree and combined it with years of experience and expertise in human movement and sensory science to found Naboso. Dr. Spleichel believes that our existence in this world is built around sensory stimulation and our ability to process, perceive, and integrate this information effectively. And since 2012, Dr. Spleichel has been traveling the world to share her unique approach to human movement, foot function, and barefoot science. Having taught in over 35 countries and to 20,000 professionals, Dr. Spleichel has quickly become a global leader in barefoot training and rehabilitation. So welcome to Visibly Fit, Dr. Emily Spleichel. I am so thrilled to have you on the show. Thank you so much. It is a pleasure. Well, you are just um, a wealth of information, and I'm super excited to have you on. Uh, whether y'all are listening to the program or watching, I want to show, maybe maybe you want to come on to YouTube and watch. Let's see how flexible I am. Um, I do have on my Nabosos <laughs> right now, um, so you'll have to go onto YouTube and check that out and also to see how beautiful Dr. Emily is. Um, but yeah, let's talk a little bit about your passion, what got you started into becoming a podiatrist in the first place. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for having me on. Thank you to all listeners. Uh, I have been in podiatry um, 10 years. I've been practicing maybe a little bit more. I actually started in the fitness industry. Okay. So that, that fitness part is actually really important to how I approach 
my patients as a podiatrist because my appreciation in fitness is movement. And I love to help people move better. I say that I don't treat a feet or don't treat feet. I treat movement. Actually, I treat a human who's moving. <laughs> Uh, but very integrated. Um, I got into podiatry from fitness when I, uh, honestly, I kept getting hurt in fitness. I was teaching group exercise and I kept getting hurt. And I just realized there wasn't a lot of longevity for me personally because of my athletic background. So your pain propelled your purpose. Yeah, ultimately. Exactly, exactly. Yes. But I wanted to stay connected to fitness. So mm -hmm. I chose medicine and a medicine specialty that could be very highly movement based. Yes. Uh, and then just kind of fast forward everything with the timing was the barefoot running boom. If the listeners remember the born to run book and the funny five finger. I have them sister. I have them. <laughs> and yes, I do too. But I can't wear them for a long, long time. Um, so, you know, maybe I still need to work my way into that, but I've had them for years. and I do love them. But yeah, anyway, I keep love going. the minimal shoes as well. Yes. Um, but kind of right around that time is when I was entering podiatry. I was getting my license. So I was finished with school, was this barefoot boom. And I found this perfect opportunity to really specialize in barefoot science. So I went back to school, got my master's in human movement. And then that was really the glue between fitness, podiatry, human movement in between. And then it's really subspecialized to barefoot science and sensory stimulation. So anything, if anyone follows my work, I talk about sensory almost 90% of the time yeah. uh, or how you breathe. Breath and sensory is just really where I love the human body and human movement. And then of course I tie it back to feet. Yeah. I love that. And you wrote a book called barefoot strong, uh, un unlock secrets to movement longevity. Um, so you'll want to check that out if you're listening as well, but, um, regarding, yeah, just, um, sensory, I mean, the nerves in our feet, uh, in our, and in our hands, right? Like that's where it really kind of all begins. And so talking about the, the science of, of, of going barefoot, like for some people that's, that's new, like grounding, you know, like, why don't you talk a little bit about that and, and how it not only, helps with movement and your feet, but also, I mean, your gut microbiome. I mean, we can talk about all kinds of things, but um, maybe share a little bit about why you're so passionate about, about that. Yes. So let's, let's take it instead of the listeners thinking the, the gorilla shoes are like really flat shoes. And then they yeah. might be saying, well, that's not for me. So I want you to think about hands and feet as the science of touch or the power of touch. So the power of touch, what is so powerful when the nerves of our hands and the bottom of our feet touch surfaces and objects and how do they respond to different stimulation and how can that be used to, in the case of the foot, optimize movement because the skin and the bottom of the foot is the only contact point between the body and the ground. So its design is to read interact with, adjust with every single step that we take. If we do not feel the ground and feel every step that we're taking, we become very disconnected to our movement patterns. That can create a lot of inaccuracy, broadly, you could say clumsiness. It doesn't have to be these very large, oh, I tripped over my foot. We could have very subtle 
delays in the accuracy of our movement and not realize it. And what it leads to 20 years down the road is knee arthritis, hip strain, SI joint issues. So it becomes very subtly, chronically stressing our body accumulation and and it accumulates, right? So the more that we can access the nerves in our feet, we strengthen our feet. We feel our feet, which improves balance, posture, gait. We improve the circulation. I'm obsessed with circulation and how you can use different things to improve circulation as well. If you get better circulation to your feet, that means your skin, nerves, fascia, muscles, all your tissue is getting good circulation. You mentioned grounding, which I love, which is simply stated your standing outside on grass, dirt, something natural, earthing is another name for it. One of the biggest benefits to grounding or earthing is actually improving circulation to the feet. So many people talk about um, my, I have cold feet and cold hands and, and, and part of it, like you just said, they are, are missing the fact that their, their circulation is so off because they've probably been in restrictive you know, shoes for, you know, all the time, they never ground, they barely go barefoot. So when you see your, your patients, what, what's the the average person that comes in? I mean, are they dealing with, um, like I I think about my aunt Thelma, she was my great aunt and she had like these gnarly toes, like, like total crossover arthritis. And she was always on her feet. She was a nurse. She was, um, a farmer's wife. I mean, she's always in the kitchen. That's kind of, you know, my, my picture of the person that comes in to see you, that's probably not accurate, of course, because that's what I think people think, right? Like, oh, you go see somebody when you're all gnarlied up, but you help people prevent from getting all gnarlied up, right? (laughs) Yes. Yes. My favorite patients are the ones that have absolutely no issues going on and they consider it like, um, like a dental cleaning or something like that. Like it's, it's, preventive maintenance, like, oh, I'm going to get a physical every year, even though everything checks off is normal, 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 keep doing your awesome job. So when they come to me from a preventive perspective, I am teaching them foundational foot skills or practices, habits that is going to continue to offset any sort of foot pain, foot fatigue, and support movement longevity. And those are really built off of mobility, strength, and sensory stimulation. So I believe that everybody should be releasing their feet at least five minutes, twice a day at Nabosa. We have the neural ball, which you could release your feet on um, golf ball, lacrosse ball, something like that. And what I'll even say is put it in your bathroom in front of the sink. And when you brush your teeth, release your feet. Yeah, that's good. You do that consistently um, from the strengthening is to do either intentional foot exercises. Um, there's an exercise called short foot. Balancing on one leg is a really good foot exercise. Do Pilates, do yoga, right? There's workouts that are actually um, foot strengthening by design. And then the sensory is I want people to get at least 30 minutes of sensory stimulation every day. That could be simply walking around your home barefoot. I would like it to be a little bit higher uh, stimulus, which is where the Noboso products come in. Um, And it could be like, okay, let me wear the recovery sock for a couple hours. Good. I checked off that sensory. I released my feet and I stood on one leg for a few minutes every day. Like check, check, check. Good. Now we want to do that consistently every day to build these healthy habits. Um, That's really how I look at foot prevention. 
Yeah. Of course, I get all the other things as well. Yeah, I bet. And then with the the Naboso um, toe spacers, which is what I just showed that I have on, um, they are first of all, you know, I've I've had the the five finger shoes. I've had different uh, toe spacers before. These are really comfortable. If I could say that, like they're, they're just squishy. They're comfortable. They don't feel so, um, foreign. Um, and yet they're doing their job. And so I, I love that about them. Uh, they're very reasonably priced of course, but what is the, how long would the average person wear those every day? You think of something so simple as this, right? Like what's it really going to do? People love them. People yeah. love them. Um, you could think of this as, oh, they're going to stretch my hammer toes or it'll straighten my bunion, which it does. But there's many other benefits of what you want to think about with toe spacers. Um, these are the one by Nabosa called Nabosa Splay. Mm-hmm. But the toe spacers in general, they're stretching all of the small muscles in the front of the foot, which your plantar fascia happens to insert in. So when you stretch your toes with toe spacers, you stretch your plantar fascia. You also start to open up all that micro circulation and the lymphatic. So you just got to get stuff flowing in the foot. That is great. Neuromas. I'm sure some of the listeners want to talk neuroma. Um, This can help with neuromas because you're opening up the foot and stretching that. And then of course you still have um, the hammer toes and bunions that I mentioned. Uh, One other benefit, sorry, is that they can improve balance. So a big part of how we maintain balance is that our toes need to be long, straight, and flat on the ground. So they reinforce that position. If we start to kind of go like this a little bit, which happens with age and certain foot types, it's not just this cosmetic, oh, I'm getting contractures of my digits. It's more that is decreasing my digit contact, that's going to throw off my balance. It's actually a fall contributor. So you want to be thinking about how these could be great. Um, I know you have yours on right now. I do. I really love them. (laughs) You can wear them exactly how you're wearing them. You can wear them in your shoes. You can wear them when working out, when doing yoga, Pilates, uh, whatever it might be. And then some people will wear them to bed. Most people kick them off halfway through. So typically it's eight during the day. Yeah. So, so you wear them just as long as you feel like personally you desire to wear them. You don't have like exactly. a standard. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I personally wear them about an hour and then I'm like, okay, they're oh. good. Okay, right? cool. Cool. Um, some people, some people swear by them and wear them literally 10 hours a day. Yeah. I mean, I've gone four or five hours, no big deal. And I'm like, oh yeah, I have these in my toes. I guess I'll take them out. Like it just feels good, <laughs> but um, I'm, yeah, I'm sure that I need to take them out a little bit, but you know, you think of women, especially right. We're, we're trapped in these shoes that are not made for healthy feet to, to begin with. And I think, you know, women's shoes, like high heel shoes to be, were, were invented by men to begin with. <laughs> and um, I, I just think of how our toes are just crammed in there so often. And even, uh, with, even with athletic shoes, sometimes there's not enough space for, for our toes to really spread. And so, um, a lot of people just really aren't getting the foot health that they deserve. And so it is causing havoc on the rest of their body. And so what would you say to that someone who, who has been having issues for quite some time, um, whether it's knee issues or maybe it's back issues and, how would you instruct them to, to like really start looking at their feet first? In my book, Barefoot Strong that you had mentioned, yeah. part of what is in there is this foot self 
self-assessment. Oh, so you can start to understand what is your foot type. Do you have a little bit more pronated, which is the flat? Flat is really not correct. So it's pronation or the dropping in. And isn't that more like women too, more over pronated, a lot of women, because we're more flexible in our tendons and I would say it's not gender. Oh, limiting. okay. That's good to know. Yeah. yeah. I see just as much men with the, oh. the same collapse. Um, so we have this rolling inward, this yeah. over pronation, which is in itself more prevalent than the other one, which is more on the outside, supinated, rigid, high arch. So you'll see more lower arches than higher arches. But there's a scale pronation, flat feet, and then there's a scale in the direction of supination and high arches. So are you mild, moderate, or severe, pronated, overpronated, or mild, moderate, severe, over supinated? And then based off of that, I want people to understand what it means, right? If you have a flat foot or an overpronated foot, what does that mean? Functionally, what does that mean? It means that you are inherently a little bit slower, slower to stabilize. You might have an element of ligament laxity that you'd mentioned. You typically have a harder time getting into your deep core stabilizers in your glutes. So you can start to see lazy feet, lazy glutes, or unstable feet, unstable hips. They, they become very synergistic or influencing of each other. On the other side, which is the scale of over supination, high arch, rigid, what you would say there is if my foot is too rigid, it can't absorb impact really well. So it's a little bit more susceptible to stress fractures, uh, plantar fasciitis, Achilles tendonitis, things like that, that are because of this foot not moving with the ground. And then typically a high arch rigid foot has very tight hips. So you'll see what are called butt grippers and they like really lock into their hips. I didn't make these words up. You'll find a butt gripper that really is hanging on into the glutes. So there's always this foot core hip connection in everyone, in everyone. And it is part of um, why as a podiatrist, I always assess the core, the hips, and I give pelvic floor exercises and diaphragm breathing and things like that because of how connected they are. Um, so that's how you could start. You, you could start to assess your own foot, understand your foot type. Again, I go into this in my book, Barefoot Strong. If you don't want to get the book, just go to barefootstrong.com. The foot assessment is on there. It teaches awesome. you how to do it. And then also what it means. And then how do you start to address it? Do you want to stabilize the foot or do you want to mobilize the foot? And it's based off of your foot type. That's awesome. And do you even go into, like, I have a very narrow, like almost like triple A kind of narrow foot. And it was always tough for me to find shoes growing up. I remember that was like a big uh, ordeal. Um, I'm probably more like a double A, but you know, do you go with the wide feet, the narrow? Do you, do you like calculate all that as well? I don't, I should thank you for the idea, Yeah, <laughs> but typically where, what I will say to the listeners on that is if they feel like their foot is very narrow versus very wide, um, there's certain brands and types of shoes that you would want to gravitate towards where certain brands are just known to have a wider last. So the, the shape of the shoe, right? This is one of our insoles at Nabosa, but the shape of the shoe is called the last. And every shoe company or a majority of shoe companies have their own proprietary last shape, which is why you may say, well, I fit a seven in New Balance and then a seven in Nike doesn't fit. Like how can one be so different when a seven's a seven, right? Right. 
it's, that's actually not the case. There are these, you know, very unique shapes to the shoe, and that's part of their their marketing and what they want to do and create. Um, minimal shoes or barefoot shoes, yes. not the five fingers, but other barefoot shoes, yes. typically are wider because that's part of their mission and purpose is to support natural foot splay and spreading. So if any of the listeners inherently have wider feet, they may want to look at these minimal shoes or barefoot shoes because they're wider by design. And that's why it's also so important to go and actually get a shoe fitting because mm-hmm. different stores will help you find that perfect fit, mm-hmm. um, whether it's walking or running or cross training or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious about um, just you talk a lot about the neuroplasticity um, in our brains along with foot health. And so I want, I, I'm, I'm like, that's awesome. I want to talk more about that. Uh, that gets me pretty jazzed up. So let's go there and let's hear about your take on, on how the neurons are, are starting to fire differently when you're taking good care of your feet. Yeah. So neuroplasticity is this concept of stimulation to drive change. Um, when something is plastic, it means that it can be kind of shaped and challenged and, and grown. Um, a lot of this is based primarily off of the central nervous system in studies like brain studies that say, okay, if you had a concussion or a stroke, or as you get older, stimulate and challenge your brain with learning a language, doing crossword puzzles, it drives neuroplasticity, right? right. This changing, growing, evolving new synapses, pathways within the brain, which is protective. Good. Peripherally, meaning hands, feet, extremities, these nerves are just as responsive to neuroplasticity as well. So that's where I want someone in the case of, as we get older, I need you to be stimulating, follow my three principles, stimulating your feet every day so that you are able to continue to challenge those nerves. you got to get out of shoes. If you are in your shoes a majority of the day, all day, every day for 60 years, I mean, imagine the disconnect of what that's going to create to your peripheral nervous system. So being on different surfaces, go outside, ground, sand, Naboso, um, acupressure, right? Kind of yeah. get reconnected to your feet, which is something that um, I find is a little bit underappreciated because of really the footwear industry is so massive and strong. And people love shoes. I love shoes. Shoes are cute. I love fashion, but yes. <laughs> you still also want to be barefoot and protect your nerves so that you can move well. Right, right. And I, I love that. I mean, thank you for sharing. But um, I, I do think the majority of people do, they're trapped in their shoes. And so the fact that they're not um, really understanding, um, they're not connected with their body all throughout because of that reason, but also even not being connected with the world, the earth, the, you know what I'm saying? Like mind, body, spirit kind of connected as well, because it's, it's all of it. Like we, we are, um, yeah. <laughs> we we need to ground because it reminds us of where we came from and it just allows that stimulation. And again, it helps with our gut microbiome and, and all of that as well. So it's so important. Um, I, you held up the Naboso insole and I want you to share a little bit about that because this is made differently than most insoles. And um, I want you to talk about that technology. Yes. Yeah, so Naboso is a sensory product line that 
Uh, I developed four years ago, um, initially as a mat, just a surface, a textured mat that would stimulate the feet when people would train barefoot. That was my intent. And then shortly after that, we got into insoles. Now we're a full product line from insoles, mat, release tools. Um, We have these sensory sticks, socks. Um, We're working on a couple other products. And again, the intent is to access and stimulate the nerves in the bottom of the feet. And then some of our products are for the hand as well. That's so if you look cool. at the oh, yeah. insole, mm-hmm. right, you can see the the little pyramids. Almost like 3D, yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly, right? The yeah. little little textures across there. And that is stimulating a nerve in the bottom of the feet that is sensitive to, to texture or two-point discrimination. So the best analogy of that is Braille. So the Braille pattern that you would see on an ATM, as an example, the distance between the braille dots and the height of the braille dots is very specific to how your finger can differentiate the two points. Hmm. So it's called two point discrimination. Okay. Okay. We are stimulating the same nerve in the feet through pyramid points that are a certain distance from each other so that the brain can say two points. I feel two points versus I'm seeing just a blob of blob. Right. It's just like right. blending them together. Right. Or yeah. if they're too far away, clearly they're two points because they're so far away. So this dialed in distance between the pyramids is very specific to the response that we see with our users. Um, and then the materials that we use are very specific as well. So the hardness of the products. So there's a certain uh, durometer stiffness to yeah. it but you can see they're not really that stiff. So this is all of our products are made of either um, RBEVA, which are used in a lot of yoga mats. Okay. So yep. kind of a way that people would, would connect to them. Uh, some of our products are actually medical grade silicone. So this okay. insole is silicone. Um, the neural ball is silicone. Um, our toe spacers, it's a, a flexible material that's used in medical devices like catheters, like a, okay. a urethra catheter, yeah. um, just so people know that they're safe. So there's no latex. They don't have BPAs, easily cleaned. Um, and then all of them, again, are stimulating the nerve in the feet that is sensitive to Braille to help you feel your feet and connect to the way that you are standing, walking, moving, because the more that we feel our feet, the better that we will move other benefit of them is not just, I feel my feet and I have better balance, but it is, it is supporting microcirculation, which I'd mentioned, which is why I like grounding, right? So microcirculation is another area of that is underappreciated. People think about like macrovascular, like, okay, I don't want to have a heart attack, my aorta. Like I I need these large vessels that I can feel in my body, my carotid artery, I need those healthy. Yes, you sure. need those healthy. But we have these itty bitty tiny blood vessels that supply our nerves, supply our skin, each of the tendons, right? Like they, they're these small. And if they're not supported, we don't recover from plantar fasciitis, well, Achilles tendonitis, well, things like that, that requires a good, sufficient micro circulation. Right. Because so many of those collapse and uh, just aren't uh, <laughs> taking good care of. And I just think how awesome, um, Dr. Emily, that this could really change the dynamics for for an, the older generation, even, you know, to to not have those falls like you were talking about. And so many 
um, you know, older people, when they fall, they end up breaking a hip and then they end up not surviving that fall, right? Like it's a, it's a, it's a tragic situation. So if you could start to prevent that and start to get your, your body back in alignment and getting your feet feeling and your, your brain, you know, everything connected again and start to, um, um, have that health from the ground up, it'll be a game changer. So, um, that's, that is the easiest connection for us is let's say the fall reduction connection Yeah, is, um, on our medical side of our company, that's where most of it is. The energy is spent of neuropathy, post-stroke, MS, Parkinson's, spinal cord injuries. Like all of that is where we see really, really remarkable results and where we're doing research to support it. So cool. um, of course, everyone, even on the consumer side, um, very, very important. We want to think about preventing falls and supporting our nervous system, uh, not in your sixties, but yeah. actually before, right? So everything is about like several decades before yeah. you want to start thinking about things and just creating habits so that you move as young as you may look or feel. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and everything is an accumulated effort. You know, if, if you stay stagnant, you're going to end up being stagnant. If you have movement throughout your years, you're going to continue to move and, and, mm-hmm. and move more with ease and, and have a, life of longevity and vitality. And that's what we all want and desire. And so I love what you're doing. I love that you have such a passion. Um, my listeners, um, most of them are um, faith. This is a faith-based podcast. You know, they, they love Jesus. And um, and I, I don't know your faith, but I'd love for you to share. And everyone's welcome here, but I'd love for you to share maybe your, your story. Yeah. So um, I was raised Catholic in a tiny town in North Dakota, <laughs> in North Dakota, but you lived, you grew up or you had however many years in New York, 20 yeah, years, I was 20 years in New York. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so I lived in New York, uh, once I finished undergrad, okay. but I, uh, grew up in a town of 300 oh, my in word. Southwest North Dakota. Yes. So West girl. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I have the not the Minnesota nice, but like pretty, pretty close, right? Pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> nice. uh, so everyone knew that I was uh, Midwest uh, in New York. <laughs> That's funny. But yes. I, and so I grew up very, um, very religious, very family. Uh, actually on my mother's side, my grandfather was a deacon and I have several nuns. So very, very religious on my mother's side. What I would take away from that, what I think has instilled in me is the high level of morality. So high morals and standards through which I conduct myself and that I teach my daughter is very similar. How old's your daughter? She's two. Oh, cute. You just have the one? Yeah, just the one. Oh, wow. A two-year-old. And I want her to be a nice human. So (laughs) (laughs) I kind of human. Uh, but yeah, so I'm, I'm actually really grateful that I grew up in that. I pulled a little bit away from traditional, um, services primarily because of my travel schedule, but I still hold a high level of spirituality and kind of like higher level purpose of things. Mm -hmm. Um, because I feel like we're, we're here for a reason. Amen. And not many people are given that opportunity to know what that reason is. I'm blessed that I've figured it out. It was a very long, windy, scary road to figure out how I would blend 
all of my education and my passion and um, just really finding that resonance and higher purpose. And then knowing that my purpose every day, I'm helping people change their lives positively. Um, that, that I absolutely love. And I feel that that is from this higher power guiding me to continue to resonate in that. Um, so, well, God does not waste, um, anything that we've experienced along the journey and uh, whether it's through our education or, um, you know, just, just our walk, you know, he, he will, he will, um, pave the way for you. And, um, yeah, I love that he's, he's planted in you a desire to help others and, um, and that you have a good solid foundation from just being raised up Catholic, you know, I think that's super cool. So thanks for sharing. That's, I kind of put you on the spot there, but that's good. Um, but yeah, I, I love what you're doing and, um, I love your passion and, and I do believe that, yes, you know, just like you, I mean, obviously you believe this, but we maximize our movement from, from the ground up. And, and I love that you're also a movement specialist. You know, you're not just about the feet. You're also helping people connect their movement with, with the opportunity of healing their feet and getting them to operate on a new level. And, and partly is, is your background of being in, in the fitness space. So when you were in the fitness space, let's, let's talk a little bit about that. If you want to, um, what, Tell me about that. Like, what did you teach? What did you do? What was your passion then? I love fitness. That was <laughs> one um, kind of off of what we were just talking about of like, I think some people are given signs and they don't recognize them or they don't listen to them. Part of when I moved to New York City, my parents had divorced and then I moved to New York City because I was just like floored. My life was like the rug was pulled out from under me. So I moved to New York City. And as soon as I got there, I was like, oh, something in me energetically that I can't put words to, but I feel like I'm home. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so it just like, that was like the first big thing in my life that like fed my soul. Then my background is actually forensics. So Shut my, up, really? yeah, my background, I have a bachelor's in forensic science from Hamlin in Minnesota. Oh my, yes. Right. And I, yes. And I moved to New York City. At that time, I thought I was going to get a PhD in forensic science. So I was at the John Jay College of Criminal Justice doing DNA research Uh, on paper and on TV. It sounds really exciting. In the real world, it is so boring. And I was like, I need to move like this is just too analytical and cerebral. I need to like, you know, move and be outside and interact with human beings and stuff like that. So I quit that track. And I walked into a gym and was like, I want to be a personal trainer. (laughs) They they looked at me up and down and were like, you're hired. And I was like, okay, I have no qualification. Um, So I was awful. I was awful in the beginning. But then when I was there and I walked into the gym and I started doing fitness and kind of learning the ropes, it was the second time in my life that I had something like your home. Like it just it spoke to me. Yeah. Then fast forward, I'm teaching group exercise, fall in love with it. I absolutely love it. I thought I was going to be a DJ because I love music and oh, you're hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> going in this, but then I'm starting to get hurt because I'm teaching so many classes, uh-huh. but that's when I was like, I need to go back to graduate school and find something that has longevity and I'm not going to keep getting hurt. That's where I was like, kid, okay, the two things that are speaking to my soul right now 
is being in New York City and being in fitness. So when I chose the medical school as like the stipulation is I have to be able to be in New York City and I have to still be able to train and teach classes on the side. Like those were podiatry is what was there. (laughs) I went to podiatry. So it was really interesting that. But they actually connect. Yeah. Not the the forensic uh, part, but the. the, Yeah. But then I was like, okay, I have these passions over here with the fitness. I'm getting this podiatry degree, which at first I was like, feet are disgusting. Like, what am I doing? But then I was like, wait, (laughs) feet connect to movement. I love movement. Like that's what I'm going to focus on. Right. And then uh, as I went through podiatry school, I kept connecting it to my clients that I was still training. And it was so important to me to do that. Another third moment of really resonating as I started going to fitness conferences and I saw someone speaking on a stage and I was like, you can educate, like you could be an educator. So it was the third thing that I was just like, oh my God. And when I started speaking on the conference schedule, it fed my soul. It still feeds my soul. I love to do public speaking and I just like share. And I, that's what I think my gift is um, or my purpose from, from, from God and above is to be like, you are an educator. I never looked at medicine as like, I'm not a healer. Some people are healers, right. As a doctor within medicine, I'm not a healer. I'm an educator. Educator. So I use Noboso as a product company, the foundation of how we grow our customers and feed and foster our, our customers is I need to empower them through education. So our blogs, our newsletters, the YouTube, everything that we do, I fight all of our marketing companies. And I was like, no, they have to be full, heavy education content. I am empowering these people because education is power. And I'm not selling, this is not a transactional relationship. You know, you're buying a product from me, but then I'm empowering you through the skill of understanding why it's designed, your body, how it can help you. And it goes like, back to the point that you you care about people and you want to see them well. And that shows yeah. and you're a great communicator, you're a great educator. And so um, you have found your sweet spot. And I'm I'm so grateful that, that God um, allowed all the roads to come to where they are now um, because you're making a big difference in the world. And so thank you for being so just raw and 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 authentic and just having fun in this interview because, um, you know, you're young. Um, I mean, I don't know how old you are, but you're young um, and a lot younger than I am. And, you know, th- I think that's normal. People are trying to find their way, like after they get out of university or whatever, it's like, oh, I'll try this. No, I'll try this. Or, I mean, my son's almost 22 and, you know, I'm, he's in the Space Force, but, you know, they're still trying to figure out his job. And so he's still not sure what's happening there. And so you don't really figure it out until you figure it out. And so Mm -hmm. I'm grateful that you you landed where you landed and all your passions brought you to here. So thank you so much for having the desire to help others and the passion to create Naboso and to uh, serve your patients the way you do. And I know you work with people um, online as well. How can people find you? What's the best way to, um, to find you on, on, website or social media, what's the best way? Yeah. So my Instagram is uh, drmilydpm. That'll be my Instagram handle. I do a lot of 
education, no surprise, yes. um, on there to help people with content. Uh, and then my podiatry practice is my name. So drmilysplickle.com. Yes. If you do not have, know how to spell that. I'll put that in the show easy. notes. <laughs> okay, great. I was going to say that's probably difficult. Um, and then for Naboso and all the Naboso products, we are on Instagram as well. That is uh, N-A-B-O-S-O underscore technology, or our website is naboso.com, N-A-B-O-S-O.com. And then that would be perfect. Oh, perfect. I'll make sure to put all that in the show notes, but um, I appreciate you. Thank you for your passion and the way you communicate and your education uh, style, but God bless you. And I appreciate you being on uh, this episode of Visibly Fit. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you all for tuning in and we will catch you next time. uh, Same time, same place right here on the Visibly Fit podcast. Well, that's a wrap for today's show. So thank you so much for tuning in. I love spending this time with you. To learn more and get more free resources, just head on over to wendypet.com. And thank you in advance for sharing this episode and this podcast, following and subscribing not only to this podcast, but finding me on social media, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, wherever you are, I'm probably there too. Until next week in our next podcast time together, make it a visibly fit day.